This is the Love Loch Lomond podcast, your guide to all that's good and beautiful Loch Lomond. Welcome to our very first podcast. I'm Paul Saunders, and whether Loch Lomond is for you, like me, home, or somewhere that you love to visit or want to visit, I hope you'll enjoy this series. This is a stunning part of Scotland with lots to see and do, so we'd better get started. And here's what to expect in this episode. Coming up, actually standing on the Highland Boundary Fault. So we can walk them away and trot them away for a wee bit. And I'm going to write beside you as well if you kiss your head towards the water, all right? Fabulous, it's great. It feels really unusual, but really, really, really good fun. This is the outdoor infinity pool. Not only overlooks the 18th hole of the golf course, but also Ben Lomond and Loch Lomond. This is the Love Loch Lomond podcast with Paul Saunders. And here we go. I wanted to start by taking in one of the best views of the area. I parked my car at the lovely village of Balmahar in the huge car park there, which is a good place to start. You've got the newly refurbished National Park Information Centre, a village shop to stock up on, and the oak tree, which is a really good place to eat as well. And leaving the car park now and joining me for this very popular walk is Alistair Eckersall, who is the Ben Lomond property manager. Alistair, thanks for joining me. This isn't Ben Lomond, though. This is something a bit gentler. Tell me where we are headed. Uh, yeah, this is a, a nice slow start to get you warmed up before you really start uh, climbing. It's not too strenuous a walk. We're going to go up Conic Hill, which is a fantastic viewpoint over the southern end of Loch Lomond. And as we make uh, this podcast, we're going to be climbing up the hill. And by the time we get to the end of the podcast, you're going to show us the view from the top, which I believe is quite stunning. Oh yes, I yeah. Well, uh, cloud permitting, we will uh, definitely be showing you that. Oh, this cloud will go away, and don't you worry about it. Let's <laughs> let's start walking. Right. Alistair, we've been climbing for a bit now. We just cleared the forest, and I just kind of caught sight of something over my shoulder. Turn round, and there you are—the first glimpse of the lock. Yeah, aye, shining away nicely there in the wee bit of sunlight poking through, and we're also getting a nice view of the dumpling down at uh, Gartaharn or Duncrine, right at the south of the loch. That's another great wee walk if you're round at Gartaharn to go up to the top of the dumpling. It gives a fantastic view looking northwards uh, up the loch. Some great photos uh, to be taken from there. And you know what I love so much is that every time you do any kind of walk around here, it's different. It just The, the landscape just changes all the time. Yep. Uh, the weather, the light can have amazing effects on... Uh, on the landscape it's very still and quite a, a nice calm uh, sort of feel about it all this morning uh, very different when the wind's blowing and this is such a popular walk we've seen quite a few people walking their dogs up here my friend came up here with her two-week-old daughter in a pouch around her neck so i mean it must be a pretty accessible walk very much so um my uh, children have all been brought up uh, on loch Lomond side and they've all been up conic hill when they've been I think as young as sort of two or three and managed to walk most of the way themselves as well. I was going to say, Daddy, carry me please, I can imagine. A wee bit of carrying, I must admit, I, but no, they did, uh, did pretty well. So, by the end of the podcast, we'll hopefully be taking in the view from the top of Conic Hill. This is the Love Loch Lomond podcast. You can send us a tweet, at Love Loch Lomond. We'd love to hear from you, especially if you want to suggest a place for us to visit on a future podcast, maybe your favourite activity, view or thing to do in the area. And still to come, something from Loch Lomond that's 4,000 years old and the very latest high-tech beauty treatment at the Carrick Spa. But first, here's what happened when the girls from Love Loch Lomond decided to spend their lunchtime on segways. What's the segway? 
I didn't know either. That's one of the questions that I asked when I went along to watch them in action. My name is Darren Thompson and I work for a company called Can You Experience, which is based on Loch Lomond Shores. And we're the first company in Scotland to have the Segways. Um, so it's proved a really, really popular activity for ourselves. People pre-book it and they come along here to the beach at Loch Lomond Shores. And we do a one-hour trip with everybody. And we go along the woods just behind the main building. There's lovely little tracks through the woods and you get to see a lot of Loch Lomond Shores as well and the woods just behind it and down into Balak as well. Now you'll do a better job of it than I will. Describe what a Segway is. A Segway is a two-wheeled vehicle. Basically there's no controls on it whatsoever so it's dead easy to drive but for the first 30 seconds that people are on it it is a completely alien experience for everybody but after that first 30, 30 seconds to one minute people get really good at it really really quickly and that is the joy with them. Um, they are all-terrain vehicles as well. They can go pretty much anywhere as these girls are going to see later on they can go over really really rough terrain up steep slopes down steep slopes and they're very very maneuverable as well doesn't matter if you're really unfit you don't have to be able to be a long distance runner to do them they're very very easy and you don't exert any muscles when you're doing it they are very very easy to do anybody can do them so jill from love lock lomond you're going to have a go at this are you a bit nervous or are you just looking forward to it a bit nervous to be honest it looks quite difficult but given these other girls here are taking it quite naturally it should be quite good well it's quite funny because they all start off going quite slow and a little bit oh i'm not sure about this i'm not sure about it and then they're racing off i know they're pretty good i'm, I'm gonna need to try and keep up okay well darren's going to give you some uh, tuition here so let's see how you get on Fab. let's get going okay so you just stand on one foot at a time mm -hmm. that's it perfect now try to get your balance now try not to move forward or backwards that's perfect now in a moment i'm going to get you to go forwards so to go forwards all you have to do is lean your weight onto your toes okay then the segue will start to move forward when i start stop i just want you to lean a little bit more weight on your heels all right and then keep the segue completely still to move left and right all you have to do is Move this centre bit left for left and right for right. So it's not like a handlebars on a bicycle. You need to lean the whole thing one side to the other. Okay. And I'm going to right beside you as well if you case you head towards the water. All right. Okay. So we're just going to let you go now and just drive towards me. Lean those where you want to go. That's it. Good. Keep coming towards me. Perfect. That's good. Keep it coming. Well done. Right. Fabulous, it's great. It feels really unusual, but really, really, really good fun. It just seemed to click. It just seemed to be a moment where you just went, yeah, I know what I'm doing. I think that's it. It's just all about getting the right balance and just, just rolling with it, to be honest. Now, one of these would be really good to get to the shots, wouldn't it? It would be fabulous. And, and maybe you could just hang your shopping off the handlebars as well. <laughs> For Loch Lomond, Strathendrick, Western Bartonshire and the Clyde Sea Locks, this is the Love Loch Lomond podcast. And you can find out more information about segways on lovelochloman.com. And right now I'm climbing Conic Hill with Alistair Eckersall. He's the property manager for Ben Lomond, which is looked after by the National Trust. Alistair, this is a really good accessible climb, but it's the mountain that you're responsible for. Ben Lomond, the one that dominates this area. Even in Glasgow, it's visible on the skyline. It's so majestic and much loved. I think it's a great place, yeah. It's a, it's a very popular hill. Uh, we get about 30,000 people a year walking up and down Ben Lomond. And for some people, that's uh, off-putting, the fact that it's so busy. But the thing is, as soon as you step off the paths onto the, the wider hillside, you could be anywhere in the Highlands. It's got as much going for it as any other place you could go to. But the fact that it is so popular is because it's very close to Glasgow, Stirling, where a lot of folks uh, live. Yeah, it's not the most challenging hill. It's a bit of a slog. But when you get there, the rewards are absolutely fantastic. The views from the top, you're getting the... 
the billowing mountains to the, the north. You can see right out to, to Arran, to Mull, the, the Paps of Jura, all the sort of islands in the west. And then swinging out to the east, it must be one of the few places in the country that you can see the sea on both sides of Scotland. And these are clear day. But on a clear day, we can see the, the fourth estuary opening out just beyond the, the fourth bridges. And of course, out to the west, there's uh, clear views out over the Kyles of Butte and, uh, and all the sea there. And you've got the job of looking after it. What does that involve? What uh, our role is on Ben Lomond is uh, trying to minimise the impact that we as people have on the hill landscape. And it's not just the, the people that are uh, visiting Ben Lomond to sort of enjoy the the views it's also a working landscape as well with the farming ongoing and part of our role is working with the farming interests to try and get a better balance between the grazing use of the hill so it can continue to support local livelihoods but also to make sure that nature has its uh, rightful place on the hill as well we'd better continue our walk up this hill and as we slog it up my mind is drawn back to the people sitting in the infinity pool at the Carrick Spa who themselves have got a good view of Ben Lomond as I found out when I paid them a visit. My name is Kerry Vitkovsky. My role here at the Carrick Spa is Spa Manager. This is the outdoor infinity pool not only overlooks the 18th hole of the golf course but also Ben Lomond and Loch Lomond. I'm just trying to take all this in. It just looks absolutely spectacular. What a view. You can sit in that pool. There is Loch Lomond. This pool is busy all year round. Um, the, the scenery changes with the weather as well. So, you know, even if it's snowing, if it's sunny, if it's raining, there's always someone in the pool. And you literally can sit up here for hours and get totally lost. And is that what people do? Yes. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Time now to leave this wonderful view and head downstairs where you've got a brand new treatment to show us. So this is the Carrick Rain Shower Massage. Um, I'm going to start off doing a full body exfoliation. So we'll start off um, getting the circulation moving, getting the blood pumping around the body. We'll then apply a silk balm, which is a lovely nourishing mask for the body. Uh, as the mask hits the body temperature, it reaches melting point. It's massaged um, into the body, um, leaving a lovely, deep, nourishing feeling to the skin. So we've got this quite amazing table. Just describe this for me. Um, well, the Vichy shower beds, um, all reclaimed timber. We had these imported from Australia, so very um, unique beds to, to, to the UK. And the noise that we can hear above, that's the jets. I think there's like a dozen jets here. Yes, that's right. We use the water jets to remove the, the lovely silk balm from the body. The jets can be um, positioned throughout the body, working on certain muscle groups to break down and eliminate toxins and tension from, from the muscles. I've not seen these jets before. Yeah, um, very unique treatment. Um, very unusual to see um, the Vichy shower in the UK. So we're leaving the treatment room and we're on to the rest and relaxation area which I guess is just so important once you've had a treatment. Yes absolutely part of our guest journey um, after all treatments is the therapist will take the guest into the relaxation room and um, they would lay down a bed and they would just relax for as long as they wish and um, they'd be given water um, and also a treatment booster. The treatment booster is um, it's seasonal so at the moment after all treatments, you will receive a, a shot of ginger tea and gran a granola bar. 
All sounds very good. Sounds very healthy. Absolutely, yes. Um, not undo the good work that you just had done? Of course not. I guess we're getting a lot of local people for spa days and people travelling to the area. Absolutely, yes. Um, spa days range anywhere from Glasgow, Edinburgh, Aberdeen, um, even as far as you know Newcastle, the north of England. Uh, hotel guests could be from anywhere all over the world. Just amazing facilities here, Kerry, and thank you very much for showing me around. Oh, thank you. Tweet us at Love Loch Lomond. This is Paul Saunders with quite a steady but enjoyable climb up Conic Hill. It's a really good walk, and if you fancy doing it, you just head for the beautiful village of Balmahar on the east side of the loch, just past Drimmon. Park in the free car park, and then just head to the far end of that, and you're away. I am promised a superb view at the top, and we're getting close now. Alistair, you bought some ancient treasure with you, which I'm really looking forward to seeing. But before you show me it, can you tell me about the history trail that you run around Ben Lomond? Yeah, that's right. The Ardes Hidden History Trail, we call it. It starts from our work base at Ardes Lodge, which is about um, a half a mile's walk on from the Rowardenning car park. So very easy to get to. We've got uh, leaflets and a dispenser at the lodge that you can pick up, but the, the trail takes you for about a mile, a very low-level loop around uh, some of our woodlands, and it links up some of the... Uh, sites that we've found uh, in the course of our work over the last um, few years. And I can't believe the age of this piece of treasure that you brought with you. Tell me what it is. Yeah, well, this is a, a flint arrowhead shaped painstakingly by somebody over 4,000 years ago and found up at uh, Rowardenon on uh, East Loch Lomond side uh, a few years ago. We're not sure if it's uh, a sign of a hunting party or perhaps a, a burial that's been disturbed in the past, but fascinating anyway to hold something that uh, has been from somebody that was here all those uh, thousands of years ago. This is perfect timing. We had a layer of cloud. It's just completely moved away. So we've got a really, really good view now. Uh, we're getting closer to the top of Conic Hill. And I'm really looking forward to the ultimate view right at the top. Uh, you mentioned earlier the dumpling in Gartahan, which we can see quite easily from here. I was right next to it the other day when I visited Duncrine Equitation and Trekking Centre and met its owner, Jeanette Doyle, and her daughter, Mary Claire, who between them run the riding school and stables. Jeanette introduced me to another member of the family, and a very popular one at that. This is Dasher. He's a 14-hand black cob. He's 19 years old, and he's one of the favourite of the children and the adults, small adults that come. He's very versatile. He does riding lessons, trekking and jumping. Is it a little bit like children that you're not meant to really have a favourite, but you all do? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we try not to have a favourite, but do you do have a soft spot for one or two of them in the school? And I think Dasher's one of mine too. Is that because of his character? Yeah, he's really nice, really nice and gentle. And he can go for, you would say, beginner riders to experienced riders. And he's just such a nice pony. He's got a very friendly look about him. Yeah, he has. He's really nice. He's nice face when you look at him, he just looks nice and gentle. You could see he was one of the nice gentle giants. So what's the split between the number of people that you get locally and also tourists? We deal with an awful lot of riders on a weekly basis. Um, we teach the lessons through the week and throughout the week as well we can have tourists and people that just appear that aren't booked in. Um, I think it would depend on the season. From about Easter onwards, we can have an awful lot of tourists, maybe more than our regular riders at some point throughout the week. If I was a tourist and I was coming along and uh, I wanted to have a ride here, where would I end up going? 
probably if you were like a beginner rider, someone that had never ridden before, or someone that didn't want to do anything too fast, we would start them off in the riding school just for about 10 minutes, and then we go up along the driveway and across the fields, which we have a big trekking path we go out on. And then if they're all right on a pony or the horse, small horse, we go up onto the back roads to have a nice trip, trot round the roads. Okay, should we give him a, a bit of a walk or a trot? What do you think? Yeah, I think so. We can walk him away and trot him away for a wee bit and then we'll trot him back again. And this is Mary Claire, uh, Jeanette's daughter. And uh, you, you, you had to love it, didn't you, really? You had to love horses. Yeah, well, I kind of started off. It was my fault, really. <laughs> Mum and Dad knew nothing about them. So I started when I was four, riding elsewhere. And then we moved here in 92 with one horse and one pony. And it's kind of grown from there. I was going to say, you know, I'm, you're not untypical daughters. And I've got one myself that's going to be doing this, saying, I want a pony. You, What you ended up with, you <laughs> yeah. ended up with a whole school here. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, can I, yeah, you can make me the blame for that one. <laughs> um yeah, we definitely started with one. Now we've got, I think, 29 here. So, yeah, it's a pretty 24-7 job now. And show jumping, that's a big interest of yours. Yeah, I've been competing since I was six years old. Um, started at pony club level, unaffiliated, progressed on when I was 10 into British show jumping and represented my country until I was about 15. And then I decided to move on to horses early. Um, and I've been competing horses since the age of 15, 27 now. So I've been doing it for quite a while in the horses as well. Uh, started at young rider level and now we just really breed our own horses and produce them and hopefully sell some on in the future. And is it difficult to imagine doing anything else in your life? Yeah, I can't imagine myself sitting in an office. <laughs> in an office somewhere. <laughs> no. And, uh... no, I don't think I could, no. OK, you're going to get him ready now for lessons. Yep, we'll do, yep. What to see and do, where to stay, lovelocklomond.com Mary Claire with Mum Jeanette at their stables and riding school in Duncrine, Gartahan. This is the first of a series of podcasts. Thanks for downloading it. You can tweet us at Love Loch Lomond. I'm Paul Saunders and Alistair, I've really enjoyed the walk today. And finally, we're here. This is an incredible panoramic view of the loch and all the amazing scenery around it. And where do you begin in terms of taking it in? Probably the first thing to um, to home in on is the fact that we're actually standing on the Highland Boundary Fault, the line where um, the landmass to the north and the landmass to the south crunched into each other all those millions of years ago to form uh, what we now know as Scotland. And if we look westwards from the top of Conic Hill here, you can see how there's such a straight line in the string of islands um, out to the west, Inchkailach, Inchmurrin in the, the distance. And these islands are in such a straight line because they're all part of this fault that's withstood the erosion of the ages. And this is the best way to get a perspective of the islands because it's almost like looking at a map, isn't it? It's like yes, a 3D map. That's right, aye. And just turning slightly, a whole new view to take in. We're looking up the east side of Loch Lomond, where one of the famous things about uh, East Loch Lomond side are the oakwoods that uh, cloak the uh, the lower slopes. Further up from the oakwoods, where what we can see the the very obvious landmark of Ben Lomond there. That's where that's my patch where I work. The name Ben Lomond means Beacon Hill, or so it is thought anyway uh, in, the, in the old Gaelic language that was widely spoken here until um, sort of a couple of centuries ago. But uh, looking at the height of Ben Lomond and how visible it is from such a wide area of uh, western central Scotland. It's very obvious that uh, a beacon lit at the top would be a, a pretty useful device before the days of mobile phones and all that sort of thing. Alistair, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed it and thank you very much for sharing all that wonderful knowledge that you have. Great stuff, no problem. 
So that's it for the very first episode of the Love Lock Lemon podcast. Thank you very much for downloading it. Thank you for listening. There'll be another podcast along soon, and I'm going to stay and enjoy the view for a bit longer. This podcast was produced for Love Lock Lomond by Paul Saunders Media. For more information, go to lovelocklomond.com.